0: What's going on, family? It's Austin. Welcome back to the Take for Take College Football Extravaganza Show. In part two, the boys and I take a deep dive into the Big 12, the SEC, our Heisman picks, our national champion picks. We go into so much. We also talk about week zero. Football is so back. We appreciate the love appreciate you guys being patient with us but we are so back baby cannot wait for football this weekend the nfl is right around the corner but right now it is the boys in college we are so excited thank you thank you thank you and without further ado let's dive into this thing all right so let's jump into the sec uh reigning two-time champ georgia bulldogs kirby smart no more stetson bennett thank god i feel like he's been there for nine years um Carson Beck, true sophomore, I believe, right? We'll
1: have to get that.
0: Uh, we'll have to double get, check, uh, but I, uh, yeah, I'll check it right here. <laughs> but point is, brand new quarterback in town. Um, obviously, all the defensive uh, starters from last year in the NFL, a lot of them on the Eagles. But uh, Carson Beck, true, uh, true junior from Jacksonville, 6'4", of twenty, is now the starting quarterback down in Athens. Trent, how are we? I got him. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry,
1: I got him as a a redshirt junior. Redshirt junior. Point
0: is, is, he's a junior, new starting quarterback. Don't know anything about him. He's got, he had 300 yards last year in garbage time. Trent, kick us off with the SEC, please. I hate this conference, but I love this conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I guess, um, you know, these days, at least, when you're starting in the SEC, you got to start with the uh, reigning champ, Georgia Bulldogs. And like you mentioned Carson Beck stepping in a QB. Does um, it really matter who their QB is at this point? I'm not sure. I do think it's interesting that their, um, their best receiver, Donnie Mitchell, transferred to uh, Texas. And I'm sure we'll touch on that we get to the to the big 12 but um I think that's kind of a red flag in terms of what he because I'm sure he sees Carson Beck in practice every day right so uh I I could see him being like uh this isn't good for me this isn't good for my uh you know first round aspirations in the NFL um so he got out of there so that concerns me a little bit in reality does it concern me it doesn't because um and they're stacked everywhere, and they play uh, essentially an FCS schedule.
0: Their schedule is so cake, um, bro.
1: <laughs> it really is. And, they and, and you know, obviously they lost to Donnie Mitchell, but they still have um, Vlad McConkey, who um, is kind of like a Swiss Army knife out there, receiver. And um, Brock
0: Bowers came back, best tight end yeah, country. Obviously,
1: yeah, obviously Brock Bowers. Um, you know, we all know his story. He's probably a top-five player in college football and uh, their defense is just littered with five-star recruits so it's going to be really good um i do want to touch on their schedule though so i'm going to pull that up right now because um the yeah, Michigan's it, cake. it's
0: horrible i mean they the they, they start at home four straight games ut martin ball state south carolina and uab and then even their sec schedule i mean auburn kentucky vandy florida would be the most competitive game up to that point, and that's late October. And then they host Ole Miss and they go to Tennessee. Like it's
1: it's ridiculous yeah, it's, how easy it is. It really is, and I know that and before, you know, you hear everybody in Athens freak out, I, I do understand that they had Oklahoma scheduled and they were supposed to line up and play them. The SEC kind of mixed it because of uh, the uh, conference realignment. Oklahoma joining the conference next year, which I don't really, I don't really see how that's relevant. I don't know why they still can't play. I agree. Like, I don't know what, where, what, I don't know why that's a conflict of interest. But um, the way you slice it, like you just went over their schedule. Like their toughest game is at Tennessee, I think the last game of the year, and it feels like they play at home every fucking week. So. Um, it's just you know and 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 the rival is georgia tech you know which is kind of stupid yeah like you like you the, you're the premier powerhouse football program and your your big rivalry rivalry game is georgia tech like it's <laughs> like if ohio state played ohio at the end of every year
0: yeah but i mean it's been like that yeah. for however many like it, it, i get i get your point that you're trying to make i do i just but it's it's been like that for However many years, even before they were amazing.
1: Well, Calvin Johnson isn't walking through that door, so man. they're gonna they're gonna be eight point favorites in that game. So. Even
0: if he did, I don't uh, think oh, it would have
1: mattered. But. No, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have. Although he'd probably go for like two hundred. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's not much else to say about Georgia. Man, they're they're the only uh, team that's minus money uh, in any conference to uh, to win the conference. They're saying that minus one of one ten and um, they're gonna be in Atlanta. The the SEC championship also their their SEC championship game. I love how it's like in the the heart of their uh it's just everything lines up for Georgia. You so. just really I'm don't totally fucking not, like
0: Georgia, do you? I'm
1: totally not bitter <laughs> I'm totally not bitter about last year, if you guys can't tell. Yeah, someone absolutely. someone take take the baton from me because I'm tired of talking about this fucking team.
2: Yeah, I mean you, you mentioned that they shipped off wide receiver um, Through the transfer portal But they also reloaded at that position as well They grabbed They grabbed the leading receivers from both Mississippi State And Missouri um, Rara Thomas and Dominic it Respectively um, And I mean you guys Look at Georgia I know there was Some talk last year and years previous That oh what would happen if you put Georgia up against the worst team in the NFL And how that would
0: I hated that, would,
2: that like, debate yeah, that comparison is so stupid. That's kind of irrelevant. But I was saying, I was getting, my point was getting to, um, I mean, their line, they, they just keep reloading on the offensive line as well. They're returning four four of the five starters, um, four of the five guys who have starting experience, um, and about ten of those they trust to play, to play Georgia football, um, get their nose dirty and, and make the plays they need to play. Right. Make the plays they need to win. Um, they're returning a veteran linebacker, but they're also I mean Austin you mentioned the entire defensive line feeling like it went to Philly um, so they're they're going to rely on a bunch of young inexperienced pass rushers this year um, I don't think that's going to limit what they're going to do um, but I mean the secondary is turning three starters including the Peach Bowl and National Championship game MVP Javon Devon, Bullitt, Bullard sorry if I butchered that um, and I mean yeah it's it's not much to talk about with Georgia every year because I feel like no matter who goes where or what's what's different about this team, it always seems like their over-under is going to be set at 11.5 like it is this year, which is which is just absurd. But I mean, you look at their schedule like you guys hit on and I mean, who are they losing to? They're not. Until playoffs possibly, you know, like the 11.5 is almost as Trent would say, you can almost pencil that in um, for the over-under there, but yeah, not much to talk about Georgia. We know they're going to be good.
0: Yeah, I mean they're bringing back Smale, uh, Munden, uh, Jamin Johnson, two linebackers that people don't. I mean they led the team in tackles last year. They were one and two respectively, and like seventeen combined tackles for loss. And they, those two kind of got overshadowed by Nolan Smith and Robert Beal and Jordan Davis. I'm not not Jordan Davis. Jalen Carter and like all these other guys, but. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head gauge they they're gonna reload and they'll be they'll be just fine i mean i i, I see this team going 12-0 and, and obviously being the number one team in the country for until the end of the year i mean it, it, yeah it's just unfortunate that a team this good um isn't gonna play anybody and yeah it's it, it's unfortunate well,
2: i think I think next year is going to help a lot with the SEC when they get rid of the divisions. And it's more so just yeah free for all at that point, especially adding in um, Oklahoma and Texas joining next year. Um, but yeah, you guys said Tennessee's Georgia's biggest test this year over there on the east side, and um, I don't know. It's Kentucky's kind of intriguing too. They they just got a transfer quarterback, um, Devin Leary, who
0: from uh, NC State, right? Where
2: he end up last? What's that? NC State um yeah yeah it's nc state Yeah. yeah i was gonna say i wanted to say that yeah i mean it's it's so hard to say that they're gonna be a competitor to georgia when and and realistically they're not like tennessee's their biggest test but i mean over on the west side i think the west is a lot more intriguing obviously you have more more uh competition over there with bama and lsu and I actually have my uh, my dark horse for the SEC winner over in that conference that we can talk about here in a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's pivot there. That's a great uh, talking point there, Gage. Let's kind of talk about Alabama. Um, obviously, disappointing, disappointing in their eyes um, in terms of 2022 season, two losses um, to Tennessee and arguably the best game, one of the best games of the year. Um, and then they lost to LSU at LSU night game late in the year. But um Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Will Anderson, you know, all these guys, NFL talent, they're gone, obviously. Um New quarterback, Jalen Milrow, or Jalen Milrow, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Saban will have him ready to go. I think they'll be just fine. Um Yeah, I mean, I just I hate talking about Alabama because I, I this is arguably my least favorite program in the country just simply because of how dominant they are but they don't they don't have yeah yeah, go ahead
2: do you think I mean they brought in Notre Dame's old quarterback um, Tyler Buckner or Buckner however you say his last name Buckner Um, and Nick Saban's been saying all throughout um, spring ball and summer ball and stuff how that's gonna be a a competition for anyone to win Um, and I don't know if he's named the starter yet or whatnot but um, I mean, obviously that position, Nick Saban said, is going to determine the team's success. So I don't know, Milo, um, He can run the ball. He's more so like a. I, I just don't see him as like a true quarterback. Watching him, he kind of he has like the body type of a um, quarterback over there in, in Arkansas. Uh, just a K. big KJ
0: Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, just
2: yeah. a, but not even like close to his skill set. Just just his his bill and his body type's kind of kind of references that, but. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I mean, the offense was very lackluster. I think last year they, they finished um, 11th in yards per game, which was the first time in about five years they finished outside the top 10. So it's very, like, not like um, Nick Saban and his, obviously his past. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're still going to be there when it comes down to it at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, they don't have like the yeah, true. Yeah. They don't have that true number one receiver either. They didn't last year. I mean, they're bringing back their top two receivers, Corey Brooks, and um, Jermaine Burton. If you look at paper, they had virtually the exact same season. Um, but they're losing. You know, Jameer Gibbs, who was their third leading receiver, who was obviously their leading rusher. Um, so it's gonna be hard to replace him. But yeah, I mean, this it's kind of in the same. I put them in the same boat. As Georgia, where it's like they're just so dominant and they reload every year, so it's like there's really no need to worry about this team. They had the best coach in America.
1: Actually, gonna compare them to a different team. Um, they feel very Michigan-y to the sense that I think they're gonna have a really uh, elite offensive line this year, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they're gonna have an elite defense with Kool Aid McKinstry and dallas turner who are going to be two uh, possibly top 10 picks in the nfl draft next year yeah uh, brought in caleb, caleb downs a, a, a true freshman um who was actually uh, an ohio state recruiting target and ohio state kind of fumbled the bag with nil and now he's at alabama so that that's kind of uh, a stinger for me but uh, in terms of of how they compare to michigan i think they're going to run the ball really well uh, with that offensive line i I'm a little skeptical in terms of what they can do through the air. I think Michigan is obviously in a better situation with quarterback. I, I trust J.J. McCarthy more than maybe um, Jalen Milroe if they haven't announced it already. I'm, I'm All indications that I've heard and, and the reports that I've read, it's going to be Jalen Milroe. But like you mentioned, Austin, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton, uh, veterans of the team, but they – they're very dynamic and you know they're, they're nothing to uh to write home about uh compared to you know alabama's past yeah. um and then compared to other countries so i think this is going to be a team that runs the ball i think obviously uh, they're going to be focused on the quarterback run um and i think they're going to play really good defense so it, it's very similar to michigan
0: yeah, they also they're also bringing they're also bringing in a guy uh, Malik Benson who's a community college transfer. I mean, in in two seasons at Hutchinson Community College, he had almost 100 catches, 2,300 yards, and 21 touchdowns. So I, they'll be just fine in the receiver room. They're not going to have that. You're right, Trent. They're not going to have that Devontae Smith or Amari Cooper, or that dominant number one. But they'll be just fine. Joe Milton or Joe Milton, uh, Jalen Milrow will have no shortage of weapons but it, you, you you kind of stole can, my point
1: can he what can he deliver to him exactly and,
0: and and we don't know i mean we got a very 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 small sample size last year um it was kind of unfair just kind of the shoes he was trying to fill mid-season with bryce young but it'll be interesting to see and they're and you touched on their schedule and that's what i wanted to go over next because they're going to have a test week two you know they're, they're hosting texas Quinners we're gonna to get to them a little more in depth later, but they got Texas, they got Tennessee again, they got LSU, a And M, Ole Miss, who has one of the most underrated running backs in the entire country. Who, like, they have a tough schedule. They have a really, really tough schedule.
1: We saw. But sorry, I, I was just, I was just gonna say that they they do have a tough schedule, but they do give a lot of those tough games at home correct yeah uh, they get Texas at home they get Ole Miss at home they get Tennessee at home and most importantly they get LSU at home yeah so, um, really their toughest road game is going to be Texas A&M um, which you know could be yeah an interesting game to watch but uh, I think that they do get a break in that sense and um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching Texas Alabama game week two man that's, that's nice that it's uh, really early in the season yeah um, especially coming off last year that's going to be a huge game to watch
2: I say last year that was a close game too I mean I know it was in in Austin and they were things like that but
0: if I if I'm not mistaken Texas pretty much controlled the majority of that game right until Queniers got hurt
2: yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure they're they were winning most of the game yeah yeah
1: they were they were winning uh, a large portion of the game Que got hurt Early on, early, early in the game, so yeah. they were winning with uh, what's his name? He's with um, with Purdue now. Um, Hudson Card, that's who it is, in a backup quarterback, and uh, it was kind of, man, it wasn't he you know, wasn't dealing, but he was he was holding down the fort uh, yeah. until Bryce Young made that comeback right at the end. Um, I remember there being a horrible horrible call in that game too, where there should have been a safety on Alabama, and the refs just. Completely that up. Uh, I remember being mad about that. But uh, be that as it may, uh, yeah, that was a great game. And um, shout out to Hudson Card leading the Boilermakers.
0: Yeah, and I, kinda, I want to stay in the uh, um, SEC West and talk about LSU really quick. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on um, LSU at all, but. I think Jalen Daniels has – I think he will, actually. I don't think he has a chance to. I think he will have a 3,000, 1,000-yard season, 3,000 in the air, 1,000 on the ground. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was knocking on that door last year, like really, really fucking close. I think he's one of the more electric p- quarterbacks and players in the country. Yeah, he had 29, 2,913 yards passing, and he led the team with eight hundred eighty five touch uh, 885 yards rushing.
2: 49 combined touchdowns.
0: 49 combined touchdowns. At 29. 29, I'm sorry. Um 49 will be nuts. He would he would have won the Heisman, <laughs> yeah. Um It's kind of crazy, I'm looking at this right now. He he almost had 100 more carries than their starting running back, Josh Williams last year. Josh Williams had 97 carries. Jaden Daniels had 186. Like, that is fucking crazy.
2: He was only supposed to stay one year after he transferred. I think him coming back was a huge surprise to a lot yeah, of
0: people. Yeah, he – um from where? Can you remind me where he's from? He transferred – What was it?
1: Arizona State.
2: Thank you. Okay.
0: You guys have any thoughts on yeah, there. LSU? I think they're going to compete with Bama. I think they have a really good chance of beating Bama late in the year.
1: Man, I mean, they're, they're um, a talent. Uh, Malik Neighbors at wide receiver – it's um he's, he's probably a first round talent out there i don't know if he'll go first round but he definitely has the talent then um on the defense side of the ball harold perkins might be the best pass rusher in college football and i think he's only a, a true sophomore i believe yeah
0: he's my pick um, to he's my pick to win sec defensive player of the year i mean he's that good i
1: mean you yeah you you can't go wrong with that pick um you know another another test right out right out of the gates with Florida State, um, and, and I know you guys are big on Florida State this year, so that'll be a really fun game to watch. Uh, that's a uh, what's what's the date on that? Is, it, is that like a Monday? Don't they play those on like a Monday
2: Sunday? Or something. Sunday. That's a rematch. That's a rematch of last year too. They played week two and week two last year. Yep.
1: Now is that game a neutral site game, remind me, or is that in LSU? Uh, uh it is I a think neutral site. Orlando. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's at that's, that's, yeah, it's Orlando. Yeah. Sure I mean they
0: yeah, have yeah, a, I mean, they have a favor favorable schedule. I mean at Alabama at, at Alabama, but
2: Yeah, I was gonna say you just you just said it awesome. Whether they repeat as West champions is gonna come down to that last game and it obviously favors Alabama being in Tuscaloosa Tuscaloosa, but I don't know. I I have LSU winning the West and whether I have them winning the SEC, um, obviously beating Georgia is going to be a a tough, a tough battle, but I think if any team in the SEC is going to be able to do it, it's going to be them. Um, I mean, they're returning eight offensive starters from last year, all five offensive linemen, um, Mason Taylor at tight end, one of the best tight ends in the SEC. Um, you, you mentioned it with Malik neighbors, Trent, um, thousand yards three touchdowns last year and um brian thomas coming back from um coming back i think he got hurt last year but he'll be back this year um i mean on the defensive side they're crazy they're gonna be just as just as good as they were last year i mean they were unreal last year on the defensive side of the ball um greg penn's coming back their top tackler with 80 tackles last year Um, I mean, they lost, they lost a couple of the transfer portal, but I think they're going to pick off exactly, pick up exactly where they left off last year. And it's crazy that they won the West in Brian Kelly's first year kind of coming in and taking the reins from saving really fast, which was awesome to see. But
0: I honestly completely forgot that Brian Kelly was LSU's coach until you just sparked that or touched on that right there.
2: Weird, isn't it?
0: Like you don't think about, or at least I haven't thought about it. Like it's crazy.
2: Especially not them winning in that yeah. SEC. Yeah. Unheard of.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty much a, a it's Georgia, Bama, LSU, and then everybody else. Um, I do want to show some love really quick to uh, Quinshawn uh, Jud- uh, Judkins. Jutekins. I'm butchering this kid's last name, and I apologize. But the running back from Ole Miss, I, just, I talked about him earlier. As a true freshman, he was top three in the nation in yards and touchdowns. He had fit almost 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns. Uh, 275 carries. I mean, the guy's a fucking stud. I think him or Dan- or Jaden Daniels are going to win SEC Offensive Player of the Year. I think this kid has a chance to run for 17, 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns this year. He is that good. He's that explosive. And he's not a big kid either. I mean, he's, I guess he is pretty fucking big, 5'11", 200 pounds. But the point is, he's a stud. But I don't. I don't have anything else on the SEC. Cause I just. I think Georgia. I think Georgia will play LSU in the championship, and I think Georgia will beat LSU. I just. There's no stopping Georgia, in my opinion. Regardless, who's playing quarterback? I think Carson Beck's going to be really, really good. But um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to kind of, you know. Be the that dude. But yeah, I mean, there's just there's no beating that team.
1: Want to touch on uh, Tennessee and, and Joe Milton coming from uh, obviously coming from Michigan a couple of years ago? But, I mean, I
0: mean we can go ahead. I mean, nothing about that team really excites me right now. I mean, they were fun. Yeah, I mean, I, they were fun to watch last year, but I mean, they lose everything they, they they lost Hendon Hooker, uh, Jalen Hyatt, and um, the other receiver. I'm blanking on, on his name. I'll pull it up, but nothing about that team. Really excites me right now.
1: Do you think they're overrated? Because the, the AP has a number twelve in the uh, AP poll.
0: I mean, I don't think they're overrated. I just also I, I don't really care about these fucking polls. I think these polls early in the year are fucking stupid. I it's it's literally a based off of last year and recruiting ranking. Like I don't really care. But
2: I mean, I agree. Awesome, but like, I don't really think it's based off of last year either because I think, I think Ole Miss is in the top 25 and they dropped five of their last six last year to end the year. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, we all know how these people feel about the SEC. They're like, oh, let's see, which SEC team is not ranked yet? Okay, let's throw them in there for the hell of it. Um, I think preseason polls are stupid, just like you do. Um, they're going to change after, after week zero for all we know. Um, but yeah they just they favor the SEC more than any other conference. I'm not saying Tennessee's bad, I think that's pretty obvious.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying Tennessee's bad at all. Like they're 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 really good and um Josh Heupel is a phenomenal coach. I'm just I'm just not high on him right now, but give it a month when they put up 80 points against Austin P and then they draw me back in and I think they're fucking elite, but
1: one of the best names in college football at wide receiver squirrel white yeah
0: squirrel White, <laughs> squirrel white or kool-aid kool-aid uh was it kool-aid mckinstry
1: played mckinstry yeah those those are uh two one seeds in the sec going at it um but he's he's legit too he can play so um, they're gonna have it i mean tennessee's kind of tennessee's kind of they've kind of become this program where you, you just know what to expect they're gonna have a, a good offense yeah um and their defense has a lot of question marks. Although Joe Milton does, I think I think people are kind of just penciling in Joe Milton to just like you mentioned, Austin, just take over head and hooker and not miss a beat. It's like uh, we we saw this we saw this uh, this guy play in Michigan and he, he kind of looked like he didn't know what the hell he was doing out there. For he a, got
0: beat out a, so by. Uh, um, he left because. Paid, right? Yeah. Wait. Who?
1: It Cade McNamara,
0: I think it was Cade McNamara, yeah. But I think it
1: was well, he, he was, was the year I, I we'll have to get our researcher on that one too. But uh, hey, like you know, he just because he threw a bunch of touchdowns in in, uh, in the Orange Bowl, you know, we, we think this dude has got a Hall of Fame trajectory all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, I know that's a, an easy offense for quarterbacks to, to step in, it's like a one read offense, you just read half the field. Um kind of a Mickey Mouse offense to be honest. It, um I'm a little skeptical that they're just gonna pick up where they left off. So I'm a little lower on Tennessee than than you are, or than uh the consensus it seems to be. I actually think there's a team. Didn't you mention there's a team that you like at the bottom of the conference? Because I, I, I like uh I like a team too at, at plus two thousand to possibly uh come really? out of the West. Really? Come out of the West? is uh let me guess Mississippi State. No, I, I actually think Texas A&M is going to swing back. I know they're overrated every year, and I'm not saying they're going to win it. Believe me, at those odds, uh, with that talent, I don't see why you don't take take a swing at it. Um,
0: Big Jimbo I mean, Fisher guy. Huh? About,
1: uh I mean, not really. To be honest, I just again, I if their if their odds said plus 800, you wouldn't hear me say anything about Texas A&M, but <laughs> 2,000. Uh, I mean it, you might as well take a flyer on it, man. I mean I think they're, they have the potential to be a top 10 team just based on talent alone. Can Jimbo Fisher coach him up? Um, are they gonna have like 400 shoes and fighting and whatever the hell they've been having the last couple of years of that with that uh, uh, roster and, and that program, who knows? Uh, now the uh, off chance that it all comes together. I'll bet on talent. They're they're starting uh, someone named Connor for back. I uh, Don't yeah, have a ton of intel on him.
0: He played but, a, um, he played a little bit last year. Had 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, they're bringing yeah, I mean they're bringing in their or bringing back their top two receivers. I mean, Moose Muhammad, Evan Stewart. They did lose um, Davante Kane to the draft. He's with the Dolphins now. They're running back. And their leading their leading rusher after him had 200 yards last year on all, on only 36 carries. So
1: they're an airy kind of offense, anyway.
2: Yeah, but
1: I think they have a chance to have a really good like scrimmage uh, both on the offensive line and the defensive line. I mean, they just had the, they've had a couple classes in a row now where they're just piled up, mounted big boys down down on the trenches. So
0: yeah,
1: like I said with the right formula and, and you know. It could, it could spark into something special. Do I think it will?
0: No. Yeah, I mean plus fi- two
1: thousand. Yeah. Let me grab those.
0: Yeah, I mean their schedule. Let me pull up their schedule. I know for a fact they they go to Tennessee. Yeah, they go they host Alabama. They go to Tennessee. Um, they host Ole Miss. And or no, they go to Ole Miss and they go to LSU. I mean. It's not easy, but
2: I don't, don't know. Like, uh, I don't like before we. before we move on to the Big Twelve. Um, we are called take for take, so I want to know what. Give me one hot take um, for the SEC from each of you that you think is uh, hot. You know what I'm saying? It's hot. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I think I just gave you one.
0: Nah, yeah, he's all okay. over Tennessee. Um,
2: no, he's at Texas A&M. Or Texas
0: A&M? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry um my hot take is that bama will lose two or three games
2: this year damn that was mine i think they lose to texas and lsu for sure
0: yeah i do too um they went 10 and 2 last year regular season um they obviously had issues with bryce young going down but i mean they lose i think they lose to texas and tennessee i think lsu gets them again or i'm sorry uh Texas they lose to Texas and LSU I think Tennessee could get them again um I don't I mean I don't know man I just they got a tough schedule
1: LSU LSU got them last year too yeah that's what I mean yep.
0: like they lost they yeah. lost last year to Tennessee and LSU they beat Texas last year but I think Texas do you guys I, I think Texas beats them week two do
1: you guys do you guys think uh LSU goes down to Florida State given how you guys are on Florida State
0: um, yes.
1: Yeah. I said I said how Florida State will drop a couple. Um
2: I think they will handle business in the ACC. Now, them playing SEC opponents is a different story, but I you, think
1: You think LSU wins?
2: Yes, I think LSU wins. I think they go 11 and 1.
0: I think
1: Florida State?
0: I think Florida State beats LSU week 1. And I think LSU runs the table after that.
1: Sounds like we need a uh, we need a pod uh, wager between the two of you, head on head to head. Uh, what is that? What what week did you say that is?
0: I believe it's week one. It's um we have week zero this week and then next week.
1: A week from Sunday.
0: Yeah, we, we'll wow. come we'll come up with something.
2: Yeah. We can put a little money down on that, the little tigers.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll come up we'll come up with something. Yeah, I think L- uh, LSU drops that game one and then they they went out from there, but um. Let's uh let's pivot here. Let's pivot to the Big Twelve. We just uh kind of glanced over Texas really really quick. Also, or before before that, sorry. We we just completely skipped this. Who who? We all in agreement that Georgia wins the SEC?
2: Mm, by field goal against LSU.
1: Yep. It's LSU. You said I got Georgia.
0: Yeah, I got LSU, Georgia. By field goal. Yeah, I got Georgia barely yeah, yeah, over think, LSU. Yeah, I think Georgia. I mean
1: they're. They're a lot to get to the SEC championship game. And then at that point, I think they'll I think they handle either Alabama or LSU or Texas A&M, who knows. Um, but, yeah, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's pivot to the Big 12 for sure now. Um, Texas, obviously, I believe is the favorite. Um, Quinn years, Steve, of Car- course, Steve, Sarkeesian. Uh Bringing back five starting offensive linemen, they're starting tight end, three receivers. I mean, they're they're loaded all across the board. Um, I think they really go when Quinn Ears goes. So if he stays healthy, I think this team could be really really good. Bring back Xavier Worthy, Jordan uh, Jordan Winnington, and uh, Jatavion Sanders. Um, this team's really fucking good, man. They're really really good, and uh, I know they lose Bijan. I don't even know who. I don't think they had anybody rush for over three hundred yards after him, if I'm not mistaken. Jonathan
1: Brooks, a redshirt sophomore, is going to step in at running back. Yeah. Um, We mentioned we already mentioned a Donnie Mitchell went over. I don't know if you just mentioned that Austin, but uh, over from uh, from Georgia as a huge get. Yeah. Worthy is like projected in the first round in like every mock I see. I must have watched the wrong games last year because he looked like.
0: Wait, who is it? Who?
1: Xavier Worthy, the receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he looked like dog shit in every game I watched, so I think I just watched the wrong games.
0: Yeah, I mean, he led the Go team and... He led the team 760 yards and 9 touchdowns. Nothing crazy. Nothing I mean, nothing crazy, but...
1: I mean, I just... I must have watched the wrong games, like I said, because every game he's either dropping a ball or, you know... Looking like he hasn't played football, and he looks like he's five foot two, one hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> uh, but I could see like he's electric when, when the ball's in his hands. So, uh, like you said, they're they're loaded. They're loaded on offense and defense. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't win this conference just based on talent alone.
0: Yeah. But
1: what have we learned over the years with Texas? Man, they just they just seem to uh, vomit all of themselves when it matters. So. I don't know Matt. I don't have too much to say else on Texas I think you covered a lot of it uh the, the real story is just going to be week two against Bama right just like I said I'm just really looking forward to that game
2: yeah I'm uh I'm pretty high on Texas as well I'm also very curious and interested to see um the little flashes that we'll see of Arch Manning five-star quarterback coming in um I'd love to see him get some PT throughout this year whether it's through blowouts or um a godforsaken injury, we don't want to see that to point errors again, but yeah, you guys mentioned their defense, they, two years ago they, their defense was atrocious uh, gave up almost 32 points a game, and Brian uh, Sorrell and Jalen Ford are back Jalen Ford is actually my pick to, to win um, Defensive Player of the Year in that conference um, they also have transfers from Arkansas, Jalen Catalan and Gavin Holmes from Wake Forest um, to help solidify the secondary a little bit, but yeah, I mean, they Defense in the Big 12, you 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 don't really think of it anymore. Um, in the past few years, it's kind of come around again. Oklahoma has a pretty strong defense again this year as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Texas on paper is is loaded. I'd say they're the you you like to compare teams to Michigan, Trent, and I think they're the Michigan of the Big 12. If we're if we're doing comparisons again um, on paper, they're really good. I think the biggest hole, like you guys said, is obviously that running back was position. No one's gonna be able to fill the shoes that Bijan did, but I think they have more than enough talent um, surrounding Quinn to, to make some really big noise in the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna miss uh, Demaryon and Overshaw and all of those uh, those armbands. But yeah, he's he's hurt now, and he plays with, ACL. Yeah, yeah. with uh, the Cowboys. But in all honesty, I, in all honesty, I loved watching him play. He was so electric. But um,
1: Man, shout out to. Uh, Shout out to Quinn Ewer's barber, though, because that man look, went from looking like he had crippling depression whatever whatever look he was trying to pull off the last year, uh, and now he's all clean clean cuts. What was that? So not a fan of the mullet? What was that?
0: So said not a fan of the mullet?
1: The mullet and then coupled with the beard that was just like he was like Alone in the wilderness. He looked for, like,
0: like your prototypical Texas Southern boy.
1: I don't. He looked like dog shit. That's what he looked like. <laughs> so I, I've, I feel better. As weird as it sounds, I feel better about Texas and Quinuvers now that he's like, they're like, hey, I'm I'm not gonna look like this anymore. Because <laughs> I just never understood that. So shout out to his barber. Shout out to Quinuvers or whoever. His life told him, "Like, hey man, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta change <laughs> Clean this shit up.
0: Like, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> you look like.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like Quinn Ears a lot. Obviously, the uh, the Ohio State bias kind of rubs off, but he's also really, really good. Um, I think he's the best quarterback in this conference. I don't think it's really by a lot. I think um, the kid, Daniels, the kid from uh, Kansas, is really fucking good. Um dylan gabriel from oklahoma is is good enough to to get his name considered i mean
2: I feel like he's been in the, he's been around forever yeah dude. Then he spent like three or four years at
1: ucf
0: i'm pretty sure it was three years at ucf and then last year he was a true senior but um a
1: redshirt senior yeah transfer
2: yeah but i think will howard will howard over there at kansas state's pretty damn good too
1: damn right he is gage you like, yeah, I mean, I would. you like Kansas State
0: yeah, yeah. so you like Kansas State
1: Dude, I I really wanted to like Kansas State man I, I always seem to, to kind of uh, gravitate towards Kansas State um, I do like Will Howard he came in who did he come in for last year and he was just better than Martinez. their starters Martinez yeah talk about holy talk, shit there I forgot about that that's his eight, yeah, you would think he were, he uh, graduated seven years ago. Adrian college,
0: Martinez so. has been in college since like twenty twelve, dude.
1: Is he in uh, the NFL now? Doesn't he? Is he on like a? Uh, I saw him in the preseason running around. Yeah, I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> that man needs to. He
0: uh, Adrian Martinez cur- currently plays for the uh, the Lions. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, anyway, uh. Digress to Will Howard, who, yeah, he's good, man. Will Howard's good. Um, uh, the problem is with Kansas State and why I, I just couldn't get there is just uh, lost a lot of talent, right? I mean, Deuce yeah. Vaughn was basically
0: that uh, offense. Obviously,
1: we know. Him. Yeah, I mean, he was a, a huge integral part of that offense along with Will Howard running the ball. So uh, I think he's gotten even underrated size, but I mean, he's a straight up dog out there lost uh the first round defensive end to the chiefs felix and duke uh, probably pronounced that wrong um i mean losing a first round pick on a defense that's already uh pretty thin in terms of you know real talent it's not good they lost their top corner Also. I think they're going to be good. I think their offense will be good. I think they'll be heard from. I think Will Howard has a big year as yeah. long as he stays upright because he's going to run the ball a lot.
0: Their offensive line really good, too.
1: Yeah, so I, I expect Will Howard just to, be, just to be their whole offense and kind of like a Josh Allen role, or even more so, where he's just running constantly. Um, but, I mean, you just stack roster versus roster with Texas, and it's just like it's hard to compare the two. Yeah
2: that's what i'm saying on paper texas is just you would think that there's some just cruise through the big big 12 which they should but um that,
0: happened, I mean, that, that gets I said like every big 12
2: year. Out, out of all the power five conferences is the most unpredictable yeah, um i think like every group. game is just it could go either way we know texas loses games they shouldn't but they also win games that they have no reason winning um so i think you made really good points about k-state Trent. um Obviously, their offensive line really good. They're bringing back preseason All-American Cooper B-bay, Um one yep. of the best, one of the best in, the, in college football, for being honest. But yeah, they lost a lot in secondary. Um, they did hit the transfer portal pretty hard. Deuce Vaughn, that's going to be a big hole to, to fill as well. Did you guys mention that? Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I mentioned it for like twenty straight minutes. But
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn. He's he's he, he's small. It's hard to mess. Sorry. Um, Austin Hill, are you riding with Texas as well? Do you have any insight on Oklahoma or these other teams in the Big 12?
0: Um, I I am on, um, Texas. Um, I mean, Will Venable at, uh, Oklahoma. I think they have a little bit more work to do before they start making some noise. Um, I don't think Dylan Gabriel is... The, the solution right now I know obviously this is his last year but I mean Oklahoma has a favorable schedule I mean Arkansas State SMU Tulsa Cincinnati the start and then I mean really if you look at it, the toughest games Texas Kansas and TCU but you you mentioned the gauge where the Big 12 is so unpredictable that they could drop a game against West Virginia or they could lose to a Cincinnati you know what I mean like I don't, think Oklahoma, I don't think Oklahoma's there yeah, yet. Yeah,
2: especially close, especially close games. They were 0-5 last year in one score game. So yeah. they're, they're a team that just doesn't, like, they just don't find ways to win the game. And I think last year was their first losing season in, in over 20 years.
0: Yeah, they um, five and 7 I think it was.
2: Completely fell off the map, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they lost Marvin Mims in this offseason. A lot of a lot of holes in the secondary to fix. With an already struggling defense. Um yeah, I don't know. I think they're I was gonna have a bounce back here from last year, but I don't I don't see them making a lot of noise in the Big Twelve, if we're being honest.
0: Yeah, neither do I. Um, I have a question though. Out of these four new teams, so you got Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and um, Central Florida, which one of the four has a better season or better yet, makes an impact quicker than the others?
1: Were the four? I'm sorry.
0: It was UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati.
1: Uh, well, the heart says UC, Um, but I'd probably go UCF.
0: I agree. I mean, you I got. They,
1: I think they have the most talent. I, I know we should touch on UCD a little bit with Emory Jones. Yeah, we will. We will. A stepping in at quarterback. Um, oh, we're hoping to get out to a couple games this year. At least I am. So.
0: Fuck it, let's just do Always it right now. For my... Let's just do it right
2: now.
1: Well, before you do, I, I do have a, a team that uh, you guys haven't mentioned that I think could finish second in the conference and possibly first if they uh, they pull off an upset. I, that's my uh, that's my Texas Tech Raiders. Uh, it's 1,100 to win the, win the conference. I think they're slept on that. I think they have a lot of talent coming back. Um, yes, you know, obviously they lost Tyree Wilson, top 10 pick, so that's kind of the headliner. But uh, they have a very veteran team. They have receivers coming back, corner. Uh, that DB room is, is laced with really talented veterans. And uh, Tyler Show at, at quarterback has had a lot of uh, chances, and he's just kind of gotten injured. But near yeah. the back half of, of, uh, of last year, he really kind of put it all together. And I think he has the talent if he stays healthy. to to lead a a really, really, really talented offense. And um, like I said, I like their defense, man. I I think they have a lot of talent up and down the board. And taking a look at their schedule, um, get Oregon week two, that doesn't really matter in in this sense. Uh, I think they lose that game. Obviously, you guys know how high high I am on Oregon. Um, They get Kansas State at home. They get TCU at home. And then finish season at Texas. Uh, primetime game to end the year i think that's going to be a huge game to determine you know who wins that conference and uh, remind me they they don't have uh divisions in in the big 12 so it's going to be
0: it's the top two so
1: yeah i could i mean i i could very much see a rematch in the big 12 championship game between texas and texas tech so i'm pretty high on texas tech i like those odds at plus 1100 i definitely uh I definitely like them more than Oklahoma plus at plus 420.
0: Yeah, I like them better than Oklahoma too. They're not bad. I mean, their line isn't. Their offensive line isn't wonderful. I mean, 41 sacks a year ago, but I mean, they got they got weapons on offense. You mentioned Tyler Shaw or show um, Jaron Bat Bradley had almost 800 yards last year as a receiver. I mean, they're not bad. I don't hate it. They got six. six ben, you're kinda, 60 starters. are kind of 60 you kind of
2: foreshadowing a uh, maybe like a little. TCU action like you you think Texas Tech this year could be the TCU last year in a sense where they're kind of underestimated before the year starts
1: like I like that call Gage Um, I think TCU takes a step back and I think they can kind of fill in their shoes from last year and uh, I don't think they get to the to, to the championship game but I think they're a team that's definitely underlooked and can be heard from, especially in this in this Big Twelve, where I think pretty wide open outside of Texas.
2: Yeah, especially if they keep the momentum rolling with the way they ended last year, winning four straight, um, beating Oklahoma and Ole Miss um, to end the year in the uh, in the Texas Bowl. So yeah, it, that's a that's a nice little dark horse take
1: right there. I like that. For plus eleven hundred, get your bets in.
0: What how we had to do it. Let's talk let's talk about UC. Um, Trent, you hinted, hinted at it a little bit earlier, but I mean their win total right now I'm pretty sure is what five and a half. Brand new head coach from um Louisville, correct? What it? It's not is it Satterfield? Lewis
1: File. Uh yep. Yep, oh. so Satterfield.
0: Um, how do you think? How do you think they adjust to the Big Twelve now? Jordan School or Nike, but whatever.
1: Uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty rough adjustment. Um, just being frank, man. I mean, they have a lot of, of new starters coming in, um, and you know, I I it, like there's just not much buzz around this team and this coach and I think that's kind of the uh that's kind of like the the vibe around around Cincinnati right now is um it was kind of a blindside feel with Fickle heading up to to Madison um and I think I think this coach they brought in just isn't really really uh at least around the city there's not a lot of optimism about this team at least year one so we'll see how he does in recruiting. He's supposed to be, you know, known as as a recruiter. That's what he he did well at Louisville, and um, we'll see how he does when he gets his his guys in here.
0: Yeah. You
1: know he did he did bring a lot of transfers in. So dude,
0: tons a of transfers are partly
1: his guys. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna be pretty rough. I mean, let me let me pull up their schedule now. I mean,
0: their right receiving core. Talking about um, transfers. I mean. D. Wiggins coming in from Miami. Donovan Olley from Washington State. Xavier Henderson, transfer from Florida. Aaron Turner from UConn. Sterling uh, Burkhalter from North Carolina A&T. Five. Emory
2: Emory, Jones is their quarterback, right, from Florida?
0: Yeah, from Florida, was a spending year at Arizona State and is now at uh, Cincinnati. I think he's a major upgrade from Evan Prater. Um, I agree. I, I know Evan Prater is the local. Shit, me
1: and you would be a. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't
0: there talk about him, uh, uh, what's it called, playing receiver? Or am I tripping?
1: He's not a quarterback anymore. No, he's not a, he's not a quarterback. I, I'm going to see if he's listed on the depth chart. Uh, I guess he's still listed as a quarterback. I thought they I thought they were going to. I thought he moved officially to receiver.
0: I thought so too, but. Um, well,
1: hopefully he does, because I don't want to ever see that man throw a football again.
0: No, he's not very good. Not
1: even, like, a fucking wide receiver trick, you know, reverse pass. Like, I don't want to see that man use his right arm ever again. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, de- yeah, offensively I think they're going to struggle early on. Um, but defensively they'll be just fine. I mean, historically on their fickle they've had a good defense and they, they didn't have many guys leave after he left. I mean, Malik Van's still there, Deshaun Pace, um, a little brother of Ivan Pace, um, I mean, I think they'll be just fine
2: on defense. I but... mean, they, yeah, defense is didn't some help, but um, they do ret- The whole roster, the whole roster, they're only returning seven starters, which is nuts. It just seems like yeah. an entire new, an, an entire new team. Yeah, and only one starter coming back from the offensive line is gonna. Yeah, I don't. It's it's crazy to think that they were in the playoffs. What three? three years ago it's insane to think about that
0: I mean that defense though was was pretty lights out I mean let's be honest
1: yeah and, and they do they do miss Texas they don't play Texas, Texas this year they don't play Kansas State they don't play Texas Tech right um, they did kind of get a break on the schedule wise um, you know what did I see from Oklahoma last year that, that says UC can't hang with them they get him at home.
0: No, I talked about I it. I
1: to win that game, but I, I don't like, – I'm not high on Oklahoma at all. Like, I, think, I think Brent Venables is – he's not cut out to be a good uh, college coach. No. So uh, I thought he was overrated as a defensive coordinator too, especially in those Ohio State games when they when would just come in and just fucking completely <laughs> – overmatch him with with tempo and stuff and they had no idea what to do it's like oh shit i'm not playing you know duke anymore i don't know what to do
0: let's uh let's 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 reel it back in bro reel it back in
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just gotta get that off (laughs) my chest we're 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 still
0: talking about uc we gotta show we gotta show uh bearcats some love but you're right i think i think they have a chance to beat oklahoma week four but um yeah, I I think they they're pretty equivalent to last year's Oklahoma team. I mean, five and seven, six and eight, or I'm sorry, five and seven, four and eight. Like I just, I don't. I mean, I don't know. This this team isn't gonna win nine or ten games right away. Um, Scott Satterfield has kind of got to get his feet wet and has to get established. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how Emory Jones does. I really am. But, uh, I'm
1: glad. Uh, I'm glad that the Big Twelve isn't like, grading. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a bummer that if UC finally makes the jump to the Big Twelve, and then all of a sudden it just completely folds on itself, like the Pac-12 and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to the Big Twelve for
0: for sticking around the
1: fort. <laughs> Yeah, and, and grabbing. You know, I mean, they're bringing in Utah. Um, obviously, bring brought in, uh, bringing in Colorado stuff like that. So
0: yeah, but um,
1: that's gonna be that's gonna be big for UC.
0: Yeah, I know Gage and I are on Texas. Trent, who who do you have? Who are you picking to win the Big Twelve?
1: Texas Tech. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go Texas. I think they're the oh come the, on the most team. Do you want me to pick Texas Tech? Fuck yeah, I want no, you to what, pick Texas it. Tech. Let me pick te- Texas Tech. Make sure, you put it on the graphic plus 1100, favored, been a r- Red Raider.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love it, baby. You know, Trent's guns up all year. Texas Tech. Um, back to my original question, though. We we can move on. We can uh, move on after this. But I think UCF has the best season out of the four teams that just entered. Um, is it Jack? Uh, John Plum Plummer? John Plumley. Plumber. Plumber. Their new cor- their quarterback's a stud. Gus we will get it done. I think they um, they finish in the upper third of the Big Twelve. I think that team's pretty talented. But um yeah, let's 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 make a jump here. We got we appreciate you guys for sticking with us. We we this is a huge show. We fucking love college football. And honestly, prepping for this, we could have gone on for many 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 hours, but we're almost done. We could
1: have we could have spent a, you know, one pod one conference per pod and just kind of run it out that way. So, yeah. we're, we're kind of cramming in some information. I'm just trying to be a little more concise for you guys. Yeah.
0: But we're I'm almost there. We're almost there. We got we're going to d- dive in the Heisman finalists right now. We're not we're going to give our four finalists if we have one. If you don't, that's cool. I know some of us do, some of us don't. Give our four finalists and we're going to give our winner. And then we're gonna go into a playoff talk and then we're gonna preview week zero really, really quick. Gage, do you have four Heisman finalists come January?
2: Um, let's see. I have Caleb Williams going back, quarterback from USC. I have um fuck, Michigan's running back. Blake Horum. Blake Corum and I have my winner at twenty to one. Marvin Harrison, um, completely taking all the bias out of it. I think. I mean, we all know a quarterback's most likely going to win it, um, but I mean, you think about the year that he had last year. Granted, he had Stroud thrown to him, almost eighty catches, twelve hundred yards, and fourteen touchdowns. We might think that having a new quarterback thrown to him might. Might limit those numbers, but I'm kind of like wanting to flip the script on that, thinking Kyle McCord is going to want to get the ball to Marvin Harrison even more. Um, he's the most trustworthy receiver of that core, of that group of guys. And I really think 100 catches and 20 touchdowns season is not impossible for a caliber of player like Marvin Harrison. No. Um, and honestly, if Ohio State wants to win games, they got to just stop overthinking shit and get him the ball, like, regardless of the situation that they're in. Um, So, yeah, I have them three. I don't have a fourth right now. I want to say Alabama's quarterback just because there's always somebody that's not really in (laughs) the picture to start the year that makes some noise down the stretch. But, yeah, I'm going to rock with Marvin Harrison as my Heisman winner.
0: Yeah, Caleb Williams to repeat as Heisman, and he's the favorite right now, is absurd. He's plus 500. Jaden daniels from lsu is plus a thousand the closest to him yeah but nice. um i don't have either of them as a finalist in new york i have my four finalists are two quarterbacks a receiver and a running back gage i'm also on uh marvin harrison to represent the buckeyes and the receivers in new york i have blake quorum as a finalist i have drake may quarterback from North Carolina as a finalist and my Heisman Trophy winner Michael Penix quarterback from Washington. You can get Michael Penix right now at 16 to 1 to win the Heisman. I think if he stays healthy, I see that Washington team maybe losing one game and winning the Pac-12. Um I think he is he was the best quarterback, arguably statistically wise, in the country last year behind C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams. I think it's his year. I love Washington. I like Michael Penix to win the Heisman. But Gage, really quick, Marvin Harrison. Now you mentioned twenty to one. He is thirty to one to win right now on FanDuel.
2: Wow, even better.
0: Michael Penix, baby. Shout out the Big Ten. Shout
1: out the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, he started out in Indiana. Oh. Come on, bro.
1: Right. You, you know. I wasn't sure they were making that. <laughs> uh all right. Attention. Well, I have uh all right. All right, bud. Ask me about uh Stop, stop. Yeah. Just give us give us your four. Give us Come your on, four. on, don't do all it. Right. All right, my four. For Austin, I also have two quarterbacks, receiver and a running back. My two quarterbacks are different than yours. My running back's different than yours. Oh wow! I do have Marvin. I do have Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I figured it'd be a clean sweep. Oh, enough said. You guys talked enough about him. <laughs> Williams in there. Gage. Um, I don't think he wins because they don't seem to ever give, uh, you know, back-to-back Heismans. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I don't think he wins. I don't. I don't see Drake May making it just because of the team around him, Austin. As you know, that type of, of season in terms of statistics. Um, I have Nick Singleton from Penn State.
0: The running back. He's yeah. currently,
1: yeah, he's currently plus eight thousand. Who? Um, I'm surprised they have odds that high. <laughs> yeah, man, they have a lot of. They you got your boy Will Howard at plus ten thousand. Um, I mean, they they got Cade McNamara on here. Jesus Christ, who the hell would bet that? Anywho, yep. And then my winner, if you guys haven't uh, figured it already, it's Bo Nix. Riding with him plus 1800. Uh, riding with my ducks this year, and I think Bo Nix really puts it together. Really finally figures it out after his 60th football start. They're <laughs> gonna click for him. So yeah, give me Bo Nix at plus 1800.
0: I like it. Two quarterbacks and receiver gauge. I don't hate Marvin Harrison. I think he finished the second, and or at least he's finished second in my. Heisman voting.
2: It's just so hard for a non quarterback to win it yeah, no matter I mean, how the, good of a year they have.
0: Devontae Smith did it in um what was it, twenty twenty? Or twenty twenty one. Whatever. Um twenty
1: twenty.
0: Twenty twenty, thank you. Uh, that was
1: that was also a weird year, right? That was like was the COVID year. So, yeah, but that uh, team
0: was fucking insane that big. a was. Team.
1: It was but like the Big Ten only played like six games. And Pac-12 didn't even play or something. Yeah, whatever. why? Kind of or they played like three games? I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk playoff. Let's give our uh, Final Four playoffs, Final Four playoff picks, and our national championship matchups. Trent, start us off.
1: Playoff. I have SEC school, two Big Ten schools, and one Pac-12 school.
0: Bandwagon, George. Hop off my dick.
1: Well, we got different teams, brother. We do, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, no surprise to anybody. They barely break a sweat until the SEC championship game. I really hope it's uh, – it'll be interesting to see if they – if they – like, if they lose that game, they probably still make it just because – you know how the committee works with Georgia. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're being real, their their schedule is not quality enough for them to make it over, like, a one-loss... I mean, we'll have these debates in fucking five months, so we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but, uh... Ohio State at number two, so Georgia number one. Ohio State number two. Um, and Oregon, yes, at number, number three. They're plus 600 to make the playoff. Uh, at number four... I'm going to roll with Penn State, man. And I was thinking today, there's a scenario, there's a real scenario where Penn State beats Michigan, Ohio State beats Penn State. Penn State wins the rest of their game. So their only loss, Ohio State. I think if I, if I looked at this right they could play Michigan in their last game of the season and if Penn State only has one loss and Michigan has one loss and Ohio State's undefeated Ohio State could win or lose that game I believe and they'd still go to the Big Ten Championship game win a three-way tie
0: it would go to if it's not head-to-head or it goes to -to head-to-head but they beat everybody or everybody beat everybody it goes to conference yeah or or divisional record
1: record. yeah so it goes to i think it goes to outside division record yeah it goes to like the big the big 10 west division record and ohio state based on what i was reading and like they, they play wisconsin right so they're gonna have play a better like they don't play northwestern sure one of those things so Trust me, I, I looked I looked it all over. So I think there's a scenario, a real realistic scenario, where Ohio State can play Michigan the end of the year. It actually doesn't matter for Ohio State to make the Big Ten Championship game, which is going to be really, really weird. Uh, that would set up – how I got to Penn State is it would set up a three-way tie. Obviously, Ohio State – let's say Michigan beats Ohio State. Ohio State still goes to the national championship. But still, They go to the Big Ten championship – they win that they go to the playoff, and you're debating between 11 and 1 Michigan versus 11 and 1 Penn State. In this scenario, Penn State would have beaten Michigan.
0: Okay, they I'm get the f-
1: nod. I'm following. Are you yeah. following me? This I am. It took a while to get there, but I'm following. Very realistic. Yeah. So, it, it's very re- realistic that this could happen. Um, and plus, strength of schedule wise, yeah, you know, Michigan schedules is weak. So I think I think Penn State has a chance. Uh, to go regardless if, Ohio, if Michigan beats Ohio State. So it's it's really interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Okay, so you have Georgia, Ohio State, uh, Oregon, um, Penn State.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could have said that a lot quicker. Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Penn State. Okay. Just wanted to let you know how I, how I got to that. Fair, conclusion. fair.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate the breakdown or the insight into your how your brain was operating there.
1: I'm fucking locked in, man.
0: Football's fucking back. Gage, who's your final? Who is uh, in your playoff?
2: Yeah, so to no surprise, even though I think LSU is going to give Georgia a little run for their money in the title game, um, I'm going to go with Georgia, obviously. Um, yeah, Ohio State, like, I feel like they always have their backs up against the wall when it comes to making the playoffs just because of the nature of the Big Ten and their strength to schedule and having to play Michigan in the very last game of the year. And I don't know if they can lose to Michigan and still get in like like you do, Trent. Obviously, there's things that need to happen. Chips need to fall their way. But I think I think they got to go 13-0 just to make the – or 12-0 and to make the, the playoffs. I really do. Um, I think they do. So I'll put Ohio State in there as well. I think Texas winning the Big 12 is going to give them a little – a little push into the playoffs Um, and then oh man it's just so tough like you can pitch the same thing with Michigan um, losing and still making it in depending on the extent of the loss but I don't know that fourth team is is, is weird for me Austin what do you let me hear your four real fast
0: yeah so I'm also on Georgia uh, being the number one overall seed and I have them taking on Michigan as my four seed in the Sugar Bowl. Um, two bowls are Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl for the playoff games. Um, I didn't know that until after I picked my four teams, and it just happened that my 1 4 matchup was Sugar Bowl, and the 2 3 matchup just happened to be Big Ten Pack 12 for the Rose Bowl. But I have Georgia playing Michigan in the Sugar Bowl, and I have Ohio State playing Washington. In the Rose Bowl as my two-three matchup, I really I, I harped on it in the last episode how much I love this Washington team. Um, I think Ohio State gets gets back over the hump with Michigan this year, um, and they they run the table get the two seed, but I think Michigan beats Penn State, and they're that one-loss team that is up for debate with whoever the one or two-loss Big Twelve champion is
2: let me let me pitch you this before we move on yeah if lsu runs table they have big wins against florida state big wins against Bama at the end of the year lose to georgia say by a field goal yeah if Astor only lost that late in the year like is that enough to push them over the hump to get them into the playoffs i just think a loss that late in the year is just so hard to fathom
0: i mean i get i get your point i mean i i see it um it's just it's the same debate we had or everybody had last year with ohio state right they lost to michigan and they right. they were the one lost non-champion to get the four seed um i think michigan will be the, it, michigan will be there lsu will be there i wouldn't be surprised if florida state is a one or two lost conference champion um same with clemson um the four seed is, is is always up in the air i think more so this year than other years but i do think michigan gets that fourth seed they're just too good not to to be in, in my opinion. It, it kills me to say it, but
1: this is uh, going to be boot in uh, one year when we get the twelve team playoff. I can't wait. For I that wait. I, I, I wish wait. it was this year, man, because this this would be such a compelling year. Because there's there's a lot of teams that are just kind of in that Penn State, LSU, this uh, Clemson, Oregon, like there's this kind of group that's like. Not the tier one of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Um, there's just a big chunk of tier two teams that I think would be super compelling and could beat anybody in a twelve team playoff. So it's going to be fact, this is the year where there's going to be even more so than usual, like really a lot of controversy at that number four spot. Right. I can't. I can't wait to get mad about it. (laughs) I'm just. I'm so excited. For college football to start, dude. Dude,
0: Football is fucking back. And before we're gonna dive into week zero really, really quick before we say goodbye. Michigan and Ohio State will play in the national championship. And Ohio State will fucking win Ryan Day his first national championship. Let's fucking go. I
2: have to throw that in there, huh?
0: I, I, I want I want the smoke from everybody I say it every year And I, I want the smoke Bring me the fucking smoke This is Ohio State's year Kyle McCord, Devin Brown I don't fucking care who it is This team is fucking loaded Their defense will be just fine Jim Knowles will have the boys humming Ohio State will win a national championship
2: Do it Speaking into existence, boy Week zero We're,
0: we're fucking here
2: Got nothing for it Non-planable
0: so six games this weekend um yeah that was a lot man holy shit that was a huge fucking preview i'm pumped but uh yeah week zero we got six games um we're gonna kind of we'll introduce our um our pick them kind of contest game we'll dive into dive into that a little bit more next week when we're not uh hung up on all these previews but we are going to be keep track keep track of our picks. Um, we're going to have a nice little contest. Winner's going to get something. We'll, we'll let everybody know what that is a little bit later. But um, Gage, I know you got some some action this weekend. Trent, have you looked at the slate yet?
1: Just very briefly. Um, haven't gotten in the lab yet. It's been a busy work week. You know, if you want to touch on on you know what's going on in the personal lives. Um, but, I'll be ready for Saturday. Don't don't you worry, Carb.
0: Yeah, I mean we got Notre Dame in Ireland taking on Navy. Um, let's see, USC is, is playing this uh, Saturday. San Jose State, Hawaii and Vandy, Ohio, San Diego State, UMass, North or New Mexico State, and UTEP is traveling to the new Division One program, Jack- Jacksonville State. But um, Gage. Trent will uh will he'll tweet out his picks this weekend, before I dive into mod gauge. How many plays you have?
2: He said, "How many plays do I have?" How many? I have two plays this weekend. Two plays. Give them to the people, please. Benny has apparently one. Um. Uh oh. I am rocking with USC and my boy Kaylee Williams. Given the 30 and a half is what I see here on the score app, um, I don't think there's much to say here. I think these these kind of pushover games always always kind of go the favorites' way. Um, 31 points is a lot, but not when you're playing against San Jose State. I think this game is 38 nothing at halftime and it ends 56 to 7, possibly, maybe even more than that. And then I am rocking with the under in the Navy-Notre Dame game at 49-and-a-half is what I'm seeing now. Um, I think there was a systematic play last year and the year before that when the team is favored by two or more touchdowns and the total is under a certain amount of number. It hit at like a 70% clip and this, this falls into one of those systematic plays. So that's kind of where my head is going with one of these plays. Um, obviously, a touchdown late might screw this. It might screw the over, under, and the spread. It's usually how it goes, but I'm, uh, I'm gonna rock with the under Navy choose the clock whenever they get the ball and that's gonna be my my two plays for this weekend baby all
0: right so Navy Notre Dame under 49 and a half, USC minus 30 and a half. Um, yes. I have three plays go ahead Trent
1: awesome before you uh before you hit your hit your plays um, we actually didn't touch on Notre Dame and I don't know if you guys have anything about them to say about them, but I want to make sure that they're uh, show some love. all of our loyal Irish fan listeners you know, they get their, uh, get their fix. So, um, I don't know if you guys have any opinion on them. Obviously Sam Hartman coming in as a, as a transfer from Wake Forest. Yeah. Dog. The headliner there. Uh, Marcus Freeman, second year. Um, Joe Alda on, on the line is going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. So they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, obviously in the trenches on the O line, I think Marcus Freeman still allowed in terms of, you know, if he's going to be a good head coach, but he's got the right quarterback for it. I think we're all big Sam Hartman fans. So, um, I don't know, man. That's going to be a big game against Ohio State, obviously. Uh, You know, that goes without saying.
0: Yeah, I don't really have um, anything on Notre Dame in terms of, like, what to expect. But um, I do have action on that game. Um, Gage, you you talked about having the under. Hey, I will root for the other for you, okay? I don't have a play on the total. But these two teams, this game is in Ireland. You can't bet against Notre Dame, so I, I, I'm going to lay the 20 and a half with Notre Dame here. Uh, but they've played twice in Ireland. 1996, that score was 54 to 27. They played in 2012, that score was 50 to 10. So take it as you will. Obviously, I'll refer your under, but I am on Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Play number two. I'm taking New Mexico State in a system play over UMass. UMass is the worst Division 1 football program of all time, in my opinion. Um, I'm taking New Mexico State. I got them at minus 6.5 on FanDuel. That odd, that? Th- those odds are now up to 7.
1: What a, what a fucking stray, UMass.
0: They stink. out of pocket, dude. man. Dude, UMass, they have their... They haven't won in their last 20 road games. Last year, they were 129th in total offense. They can't throw the ball. New Mexico State,
2: what? I think this play is strictly stemming from Big Daddy Garp. Absolutely. And his his hatred and the amount of money that he's won (laughs) betting against UMass. I don't even know what their mascot is. I was about to call him by their mascot. That
0: That man has won so much money betting against UMass. And I'm not going against that system. I
2: don't, even, I don't even think he checks the the lines anymore. It do not matter. They're playing. And he bets against them
0: It doesn't matter. They, they, he he bets against them every week, which is why I'm taking New Mexico State laying a touchdown here. So I like it. Play number three is Ohio plus two and a half at San Diego State. Um, I am loyal to the Bobcats. You're seeing you wanna, three. You want to
1: grab it. Grab another
0: half point, yeah. Yeah, I got him early at two and a half. uh, Lines now three. Um, Curtis Rourke is the best quarterback you've never heard of. Um, I think he's the best quarterback in mid-major college football. 25 to four touchdown ratio last year. OU is returning eight starters on offense. You know, they're running back at 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. Bring back their top four receivers, all of which had over 500 yards. San Diego State. Hasn't won an opening game in five years. OU is 4-1 and one in opening games in the last five years. San Diego State's offense was atrocious last year. Ranking in uh, in the one-teens in total offense. Um, actually, 108th in total offense. I apologize. But um, they're not very good. They're, they're, they rely a lot on their defense. But I think Curtis Rourke and the boys from Athens, Ohio, get it done. Give me Ohio plus 2.5. So I'm on Notre Dame minus twenty and a half, New Mexico State minus six and a half, Ohio plus two and a half. Uh, a few of those lines have changed. The New Mexico State is now seven, and Ohio is now three. But um, get them now at three. Yeah, that's better. Trend you mentioned that it's better than getting at two and a half. But
2: fellas, we're fucking on a scale back. Of one to ready. How motherfucking ready are we for college football? We
0: are fucking back, boys. Let's fucking go.
1: As always, go ahead, Trent. Before we close out, yeah, I got, I got nothing to say, man. You know, you know my mentality. I've been prepping on this whole week. You know, this is this is week negative one for me. You know, I'm leading up to week zero, so um, you know I'm gonna be locked in.
0: We're back, baby, and uh, next week is gonna is to kick off to a lot of fun things. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about these previews anymore, so we're going to be balls deep into all the numbers, all the numbers, all the news. We appreciate you, boys. Um, we got a few more NFLs